Radio Lucha. Radio Lucha is a podcast project produced by the Raza Press and Media Association. The goal of Radio Lucha is to provide a space for the voices of independent grassroots struggles for self-determination on the question of prisons, migrante rights, mujeres, education, media, community, politics, y cultura. Orale pues, y'all. You are now tuned in to Radio Lucha's Radio Freedom in collaboration with Jam to the Beat FM. And you're about to listen to the second podcast of the month with myself, Kit Palsy. We have a great show for you today. Yes, yes. This is our second podcast. We are coming back and strong. Uh, like I said, uh, last uh, month was about assimilation and how it's going to hit our generations even harder and tougher due to the fact that they're getting rid of our ethnic studies classes in our high schools and university levels. But this uh, show is a, is a really great show as well. Uh, podcast number two. And we're going to talk about uh, anarchism. What is anarchy? Uh, and more specifically, what is uh, Chicano-Chicana anarchism? Or as, it's, or, as it's most, or as it's more widely known, ch uh, uh, Chicanish anarchism. And uh, to, to explain to us um, um, what that means, we're going to have a, uh, a special guest. My homie, my comrade, um, who's also a, 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 a fellow activist here in the Ventura County. And his name is Omar Ramirez. He'll talk to us more about it in detail. So, uh, so you know, stay tuned. It's going to be great. And uh, we have uh, uh, also very good music for you as well. I'm happy to announce that we have the homie Omar Ramirez here on the phone with us. Yes, yes. How you doing, man? How you doing? Good, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure, man. It's always a pleasure. Yes, yes, for you to, you know, for you to share, uh, for you to share uh, the knowledge with us, you know, share the knowledge, you know, so it sounds good. But yeah, man, how you do? How you doing today, man? How's, how's everything going with you, man? Good, good. Just, you know, just uh, keeping busy organizing with uh, Todo Poder Pueblo and Oxnard. Sounds good, man. Sounds great. Sounds great. Orale pues, man. Well, alrighty, well, before we get, uh, before we go into the interview, man, uh, why don't you just tell the listeners, like, a little bit about yourself, like who is Omar Ramirez, you know? Well, I mean, I grew up, I was born and uh, raised in uh, L.A., I was born in East L.A., I uh, grew up in around uh, Huntington Park, and then uh, I moved around a lot as a kid. In time, I, I went back to school after I finished high school, and uh, I really got involved with Mecha at Cal State Northridge as an undergrad, and eventually I, my bachelor's and then my master's in uh, Chicano Chicano Studies at Northridge, and I did my thesis and research on a study on uh, Chicano Chicano um, participation in the anarchist movement. Oh, cool, man. Sounds good. And then, and what type of activities, um, groups are you involved with right, uh, right now at the moment? Well, uh, I've been organizing with a uh, independent grassroots organization. Uh, called Todo Poder al Pueblo in Oxnard mm -hmm. uh, for the past uh, year and some months. Sounds good. Yeah, and so that's, uh, we've been doing a lot of work uh, against, um, you know, uh, police checkpoints um, and uh, deportation programs like SCOM 287G, and um, and that's that's been going really well. Sounds good, man. That's, you know, that's definitely good to know, you know, because uh, we definitely want to know more about, you know, uh, a background about the, about the speakers, you know, so... So the listeners get you know can get an idea and a better understanding you know so that's good. Alrighty, well, with that said, uh, let's go into uh, let's go into some music you know. Uh, I think up, up, up next I'm gonna play for you um, as the um, Anarchy in the USA um, by the Clash, and then afterwards uh, some uh, uh, some um, System of a Down with um, uh, with um, Fuck the System. Alrighty, sounds good. Nice. All right.
conseguir Quemo los chingones y los demás Los enemigos y la anarquía Porque yo quiero ser tuned in to the second podcast here with uh kid palsy my you know kid palsy oh myself and the homie omar ramirez uh fellow activist here in the ventura county area and uh, uh he's gonna talk to us about uh chicano chicana anarchism and um yeah it should be good Alrighty, well uh to uh, uh to start off um omar um as an activist what types of challenges do, do we face uh, currently uh, here in the u.s uh, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, we see the militarization of the border be- between Mexico and the U.S., where you know you have uh, um, conditioning of uh, military technology being applied there. Uh, for example, um, the use of uh, drones, predator drones, going around, um, just like in you know the Middle East, right? And then we have uh, you know vigilante groups, uh, Minutemen, still around, and that we're dealing with. Um, uh, constant uh, police checkpoints uh, in cities, uh, you know, across the nation, where they're um, trying to find people that um, are undocumented, but with the you know facade that they're just checking for DUIs or driver's licenses. But um, the main purpose is to connect uh, undocumented people and. Uh, to deport them. I could go more into that later. Um, and but we're also dealing with other things. So you, you have the collapse of the economy, the capitalist economy. 
Yes. Uh, so there's a lot of people being displaced, uh, global warming, all these things. And with my thesis research, I wanted to link all these uh, forms of oppression in what uh, Bell Hooks describes as white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So we have all, this thing, all these different things going on, uh, homophobia. Uh, over in Oxnard, uh, a young student, 15-year-old Larry King, who was killed in class by a white uh, student uh, because he was openly gay. That's an example. And we have patriarchy mm-hmm. in, in all of our households, and that's something that I thought was very important to address, particularly with the Ganachitano uh, Mexican culture we, when we deal with those kinds of things at, at the home. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, let's. Uh, uh, I want to ask you, um, see, growing up, I used to always think that, that anarchy was just about not giving a fuck, you know, doing what you want to do, you know? But I mean, can you can you uh, tell us in detail, like, what it really means to be truly um, anarchist for uh, for our listeners so they can get a better understanding? Sure. Um, well, it, I mean, anarchism is a really broad subject matter, but to truncate it, I, um, in my own words, I would describe it as uh, participating in non-hierarchical, non-coercive avenues for people to develop or renew ways of living together in community. And those aren't the things you see in the mass media because um, it's um, the mass media is owned by corporations, right? Yes. And and their interests are in ratings and uh, the capitalist market. And so uh, this you know this thought and philosophy uh, counters that. So of course they're going to uh, misrepresent and give uh, false notions of what um, anarchy and anarchism is. And to find uh, finding these ways to live in a egalitarian society. Uh, through anarchism, uh, one needs principles, and uh, these include, you know, uh, collectivism, uh, community councils, autonomy, you know, uh, consensus, uh, building consensus, uh, mutual aid, uh, the sharing of resources, finding ways and means of uh, self-sustainability through self-determination and uh, direct action and uh, direct democracy, and a lot of these tenets, I would say, can be found in Occupy Wall Street movement today. I would say they're um, intrinsic to anarchism. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. And um, I was doing uh, doing some reading on your work um, on Chicano, uh, Chicano anarchism, and I see that that it's it's actually it's actually re- referred to as as um, Chicanish anarchism. Um, can you explain to, to us um, um, what that means? I mean, as the, um, why is it spelled with an X, you know, for, you know, so we can get a, so we can get a understa- understanding? Sure. I wanted to find a way of uh, eliminating um, the, uh, the thought or the impression of uh, gender uh-huh. uh, with, uh, by, by changing the suffix and the word because in the Spanish language, the A, any, any you know, words that end with an A gives impression for uh, female, the words with an O at the end, uh, the suffix gives the impression of ma- uh, male or masculine impression. So um, I was off, you know, I started looking at the Mexica indigenous language of Nahuatl, and yeah. I was really impressed that the language does not use any words to differentiate genders. And so um, I uh, I applied the X at the end to do that. Now, I didn't create this. Um, I started, I started uh, meeting uh, those that identify themselves, Chicanx anarchists, um, already applying that. So um, it was neat to me, but it's it's not new to a lot of people. Yeah, and so um, the when it comes to um, Chicanx anarchism, I think that uh, one of the important things is applying a class analysis and uh, class consciousness into our culture. And so that's that's one of the major key things about it. Um, now, in my thesis, when I was doing my research, I, I could not find any any kind of writings in regards to uh, Chicanx anarchism. But I started to find works and writings by black anarchists. Okay. Um, now, th- there's different schools of thought when it comes to um, anarchism. You know, there's uh, green anarchism, there's uh, anarcho-feminism, there's uh, indigenous anarchism, you know, uh, anarcho-communism. So there's different schools of thought, and one of the major ones that uh, drew me in was post-colonial anarchism, or what is also referred to as neo-colonial anarchism, and that is the umbrella for black anarchism, uh, or or Celtic anarchism, sorry, and and what I've seen um, 
online as uh, Chicano Anarchism without the X at the end. I, I didn't write that. Someone else did. But um, And then, um, so the writings of uh, black anarchists, theories, uh, theorists like, uh, you know, like Ashanti Austin, uh, Roger White, uh, Lorenzo Camboa, Irvin, they were really important in helping me shape and form my my research because they were already uh, writing um, a lot of a lot of uh, things that uh, uh, pertain to uh, to neocolonial anarchism that that's very uh, close and connected with uh, uh, Chicano anarchism or Chicanx anarchism. Sounds good. You know, you know, uh, Omar. You know, once again, thanks for you know coming through and uh, sharing this information for um, information with us and the listeners. You know, this way we can get you know much a much better understanding. You know, especially for you know for uh, uh, for our younger listeners, um, who are getting yeah. a you know a misconst- you know who are getting the uh, uh, who are getting mis- mis- uh, 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 who who get misinformed. You know, so you know and um, yeah. Well, with that, um, let's uh, le- let's go back into some more music and then come back with Omar. Well, he'll talk to us more about uh, uh, Chicken X anarchism and in, in detail. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, up next we got some more music with uh, Dead Press with um with um Fuck the Law. And then after that, we got some, uh, this is a great uh, reggae, uh, reggae song in Spanish. I, I just don't re- remember the name of the artist, so my, so my, um, so my um, apologies. But please do enjoy. Alrighty? RBG for life, stand up. Yeah. Slap a white boy. Snuff your lands on. Smash your windows. Break the camcorder. Rob the corner. Wrong the precinct, choke the CO, stab the DT, pimp the system, bang for freedom, fuck the high school, burn the prisons, ride on the record label, chop your AR, fuck the contract, grease the AR, get your bank up, stick the banks up, break the handcuffs, invade the campus, steal some pamphlets, smash the cameras, punk the police, grab his hammer. You wonder why we feel like. You wonder why we ride up on the wall You wonder why we burn the cities down Cause we don't give a fuck, the time is now You wonder why we feel like fuck the law You wonder why we ride up on the wall You wonder why we burn the cities down Cause we don't give a fuck, the time is now Cock your rifle, rep your people Fuck probation, kidnap your P.O. Run the roadblock, smash your TV Fuck with DP, steal the CDs Kiss my black ass, jail the judges Hang the lawyers, ride for justice Keep it gangster, kill the snitches Get rid of the middleman and control your business You wonder why we feel like fuck the law You wonder why we ride up on the wall you wonder why we burn the cities down Cause we don't give a fuck, the time is now You wonder why we feel like fuck the law You wonder why we ride up on the wall You wonder why we burn the cities down You wonder why we ride up on the wall You wonder why we burn the cities down Cause we don't give a fuck, the time is now
y'all well hopefully y'all guys enjoyed the music there and uh we are back here with the uh on uh radio freedom here with myself kid palsy and the homie special guest omar ramirez and uh, he's talking to us about uh chicken x anarchism so alrighty, righty well omar um okay for me growing up man i always thought that i always thought that uh when i thought about anarchy anarchism i always thought about white anarchists who were in the middle class you know, based on what I saw on TV, you know, I mean, can you can you can you give us examples? Can you talk to us about um, figures in the um, in uh, figures in um, anarchy who are who are people of color? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. I mean, in in my thesis, I I I had also frameworked uh, my research with um, critical race theory, and uh, one of the the major things that um, I utilized with critical race theory was concept and idea of counter of having a counter-narrative versus the dominant culture. And uh, one of the counter-narrative uh, aspects of my thesis was writing on uh, a APOC, Anarchist People of Color, and there were several notable Anarchist People of Color that I wrote about. And these included uh, Ricardo Flores Magón and Lucy Parsons, or uh, she was also known as Lucia Gonzalez uh, Parsons. And uh, Ricardo Flores Magón, who was a, a very unique and interesting and um, intelligent individual that uh, organized the PLM, the Partido Liberal Mexicano in uh, Mexico, and also uh, created and uh, wrote the newspaper De Generación, um, published in Mexico and in the U.S. And um, he's been noted as being the precursor to the Mexican Revolution because he first started writing against the Diaz regime in 1900. That's 10 years before the Mexican Revolution began. His work, he moved his work uh, to the U.S. and uh, lived in Los Angeles for a period of time and also in other parts of the U.S. Texas. His writings uh, uh, became, uh, were very popular in the barrios of L.A., I would say uh, Oxnard as well, and um, other places, you know, there was, uh, and he'd also write for Emma Goldman's Mother Earth. So he was very, very active in the anarchist movement and uh, also worked with the uh, industrial workers of the world. And in fact, uh, well, this is going to air afterwards, but uh, coming on November 19th in um, L.A., there's going to be a panel discussion on Ricardo Flores Magón called uh, Revolution in Los Angeles. Uh, Ricardo Flores Magón and the Magonistas movement. And they're also um, moving on to uh, Lucy Parsons uh, and connecting that with Magón is that was a co-founder to the Industrial Workers of the World, a, an international union that uh, exists today. She was uh, born in the 1800s. Uh, it's, the date's not known because it's believed she was born into bondage as a slave. She, her origin is of uh, black, Mexican, and uh, indigenous, um, you know, roots. She, um, she was also very uh, active in the anarchist movement. Um, she married a white man by the name of uh, Albert Parsons, and they both organized in Texas, but because of the racist, you know, um, climate, in Texas and the fear of the KKK, they moved to Chicago where they continued to organize. And in fact, uh, they were uh, part of anarchist group that uh, spearheaded the eight-hour day work campaign, uh, yes. which um, which uh, uh, led to the Haymarket uh, affair. And um, what happened in the Haymarket affair was 
where uh, um, anarchists were speaking there um, on behalf of uh, the other workers with the, you know the working conditions because this was going on during the you know industrial uh, revolution. And so there were no worker rights, there were no child protection rights. And so um, we had the it, the working conditions were horrible, uh, dangerous. And so they, were, they had this campaign going on. And at the rally, it was a, a pretty calm event. The mayor uh, was there in attendance soon after he left. And when the numbers of people dwindled down, when the rally was you know, going to end, they were attacked by the police and by a large number of police. Someone threw a bomb at the police, which exploded. To this day, that person has never been identified. I believe that the bomb throw was an agent provocateur working with the police. And uh, as a result of that explosion, um, eight police were killed. It's been documented that many of them were killed by their own uh, bullets because the police were shooting wildly once the uh, bomb exploded. Anarchists were, were scapegoated, taken to trial. As a result, five anarchists died. One committed suicide, and the four anarchists that, that were hung were um, uh, August Spies, um, Adolf Fisher, George Engel, Louis Ling, and Lucy Parsons' husband, Albert Parsons. And uh, Louis Ling committed suicide because he didn't want to give the state the satisfaction of uh, killing him. These horrible um, events that occurred created the interna- what's known as International Workers' Day. Yes. And the, and it's observed around the world um, every May 1st. You know, it's also known as May Day. Yes. And, but ironically, for many, many, many years, um, you know, it, it's been observed around the world. It's at for the United States. Yeah. And, you know, right? Yeah, it's and, like we, um, we call it a Labor Day, no? We, we call it Labor yeah, Day. They, <laughs> yeah, to, to try to hide the importance and significance of May 1st and International Workers' Day, the state created and manufactured something called Labor Day, something that's like that that has nothing to do with, with worker rights. It's just something to pacify the masses, and it's part of the dominant culture's uh, uh, master narrative. Or you know, um, And so I included all these things in my thesis because it's, it's part of that counter-narrative, and, we, you know, yes. and it's something that needs to be uh, documented and, and carried on to the next generation to understand the struggles that we've had. Well, you were... You were you were speaking to us about um, about how the uh, police came in after the uh, about the mayor left and the and the Haymarket Square and how the police you know pretty much went into a peaceful demonstration and went crazy. It's it's it seems to me that history definitely repeats itself because it it, it a similar thing happened in uh, in uh, t- in two thousand and seven on May Day in MacArthur Park. I mean. Can you uh, can you explain to us more about that? Because I mean, because because what, because what happened in Haymarket and what happened in uh, 07 in MacArthur Park, it was it was very similar, no? Absolutely. And uh, when I did when I worked on my thesis, I did an ethnography where I, where I interviewed uh, seven anarchists who happened to be uh, Chicanx or Chicana Chicano. One of them, when I brought this up, it, the first thing they told me was that well, these things repeat themselves because the power structure remains intact. So it's going to continue. It's true. Uh, what happened in uh, on May Day since Haymarket on uh, May 1st, 2007, uh, police, you know, savagely attacked families that were marching. Uh, I was there for the, the main march on Broadway in downtown L.A., uh, which stopped at City Hall. And then um, I didn't know about the split that was going to MacArthur Park. And so I, I, I missed opportunity to go to that. But what occurred was, was just terrible. At some point, the, uh, the marchers got to MacArthur Park, and, there, and it was a peaceful march and rally. And as the, there was an uh, indigenous group, Dantantes, uh performing a ritual, the police on uh, motorcycles came in and, and just rammed their way into the circle of dancers of the, of the Dantantes. And uh, you know, blaring their um, sounds and uh, and telling people that they had to leave. But of course, they're saying everything in English. You know, they had helicopters. They surrounded the park, and uh, you know, they kept on uh, blaring that on their intercoms or whatever that they had uh, people had to leave. But there's again, they're saying everything in English. The majority of the the marchers were you know Central American uh, descendants, and um, you know, not not everyone understands English, and not everyone understands Spanish. There are people that languages as well yes. and so um the police just came in and they just started shooting rubber bullets and uh hitting people with uh, their uh, batons 
and uh, they're just mowing people down. I'm talking about children, you know, uh, women, elderly people, um, and and the media. And this this gained a, uh, a lot of media attention. And I, I would say for the first time at this level, only yeah, because yeah. because for the first time for the first time they walked on our shoes, and they 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 finally got to feel the. the you know, the end of, of a baton and a shotgun, you know? And so that, yeah, it's, and, and it's so, uh, so ironic that, uh, uh, after that, the police blamed the incident on, of course, the anarchists. They said that anarchists were throwing, uh, projectiles at them, but in reality, all people had were empty water bottles, shows some, uh, symbolic resistance against the police because the people, um, uh, the people, were not armed the way the cops were. So, yeah. you know, the, yes. the police brutality was atrocious. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying, man. And the, the, um, okay, I mean, as you say that, I mean, because it's, it, you know, as we all know, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a war on the people, a war on the working people, you know, a war um, on the migrant community. Can you tell us, uh, making the connection, can you, uh, can you talk to us more about the, the war that's on the, um, that that's 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 on the migrant community and uh, and their allies. Sure, uh, a lot has been going has been going on since um, since the, the immigrant marches and after uh, 2007. The, the first one being in 2006, being the largest march in U.S. history. In fact, uh, the one in LA it's estimated there were uh, more than one million people there. And uh, so there's been a, a backlash. I think MacArthur Park is just uh, uh, the begin the beginning signs of that. Uh, but it, it has become a war against immigrants uh, or migrantes or indigenous people to this continent. And uh, we see the Obama administration uh, and enforcing uh, deportation programs such as uh, SCOM and 287, uh, 287G and E-Verify, all part of uh, the, what's called the Operation Endgame. And Operation Endgame is, uh, was created along with uh, Homeland Security. goal is to uh, deport 12 million uh, so-called undocumented immigrants. And so far, the Obama administration, within two years, uh, deported uh, 1.2 million uh, mostly nonviolent people that have, you know, uh, mostly do not have uh, criminal records. And uh, this break, I mean, this broke all previous records under any administration when it came to uh, deportation. And and that's that, that's in the you know the first two years of the uh, Obama administration in power. Now, real quick, um, uh, E-Verify is something that's um, done online for uh, business employers to see whether a person uh, is a citizen or not. Uh, based on that, they'll hire them if they are citizens. SCOM and uh, 287G. Well, SCOM uh, requires jails and prisons to uh, uh, screen prisoners and uh, collect their fingerprints and check. Uh, database see uh, whether they are or not if they are they put a detainer on them and uh, wait for ICE to pick them up um, immigration custom enforcement and uh, 287G uh, basically uh, gives the power of the police to uh, work as as the migra as ICE agents you know um, ICE has spent 1.7 billion dollars each year to detain uh, 400,000 you know migrantes and um, and this also um, Creates uh, you know big business for for private uh, immigration uh, uh, detention centers or jails you know and uh, they're treated as criminals people that don't have uh, criminal records and they're put in you know yellow uh, yellow or orange jumpsuits you know ma- many times don't have I, I don't believe they're uh, allowed to have representation and once they're um, coerced into signing uh, uh, deportation papers. So you have, and then you have copycat states, uh, copycat of uh, SB 1070 from Arizona. You, you have um, states creating their own uh, legislation that's uh, anti-immigrant. And then um, you have uh, things like HB 2281 that has attempted to ban ethnic studies, including you know Chicano studies and uh, Arizona public schools. And then uh, rampant police checkpoints uh, where they impound cars, uh, people that don't have uh, driver's licenses, and uh, and create a large revenue for the cities. And um, so, and you know, it's a war. It's 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 a war against 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 Rasa, I think, in in general, because um, we're the big target. Yes. Our brown skin makes us a target. Yes, it definitely does. Well, I mean, 
that's really great um analysis and thank you for the thank you for the information Omar that was uh that's really good um yeah well you know, well uh, just well, uh real quick I mean also I mean there there has been uh, a resistance to that uh, one of the things that I learned during 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 the time I was working on my thesis and uh, and reading the book constituent imagination militant investigations collective theorization uh, militant doing militant researching and uh, that means participating in in the research, and so I I started uh, organizing with uh, the group I mentioned earlier, Todo Poder al Pueblo, and we've been taking on these uh, deportation uh, tactics that have uh, risen um, in the past couple of years. You know, uh, back when we first started, people would look at us weird or crazy because we were talking about uh, the dangers of uh, police checkpoints and ESCOM. Yes. And now people are, are becoming much more aware and uh, conscious of what ESCOM really is. We've gone in, we've uh, disrupted these checkpoints by uh, going uh, a, block, a few blocks away from checkpoints, holding up signs, warning people, you know, of the checkpoints. Uh, or Most of the, our signs are in Spanish, so they'll say things like, Reten, you know, and uh, people see us and, you know, they, they turn, they'll, they'll They'll turn uh, on the next uh, corner, you know, get out of police checkpoint nettings, which has been uh, a successful campaign, uh, I would say. Um, At one point, the the Oxnard police stopped announcing that they were going to do checkpoints as a way of deterring us from doing our work. But all we would do is just do our own, you know, uh, uh, patrolling and finding finding where uh, these checkpoints are taking place, and uh, and then again set up uh, our camp and uh, disrupt the checkpoints. And we learned our tactics through um, other organizations, such as the Southern California Immigration Coalition, based in Los Angeles. Other groups have taken up um, the same uh, form of uh, tactics and campaign. And as a result of uh, you know, community uh, resistance. This has pressured and uh, pushed uh, status quo state politicians, uh, such as uh, Governor Brown or, or Viceroy Brown, uh, and uh, who passed AB uh, 353, and this will place limit uh, some limits on uh, on police checkpoints. Well, oh, one thing I want to add to that too is that um, um, uh, there, uh, um, that. There, um, that we don't know that that about ninety five percent of of the cars being towed are actually uh, being um, uh, towed from uh, regular traffic uh, uh, from 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 regular traffic stops. You know, um, so you know maybe 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 we can also focus our our um, energy on uh, doing a, a campaign on that as well. You know, um, because we know that yes, what Jerry Brown uh, assigned is um, um is a victory. But we also know that you know that the, that does not stop the uh, as the, uh, the pigs from taking away people's cars, you know. So, you know, so I think that should be our next move, you know. Uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure, for sure, man. Alrighty. Well, with that said, uh, how about we go, uh, how about we go into some more music and then come back uh, with our closing statements. I'm here with uh, Omar Ramirez and myself, Kid Palsy, talking about uh, Chicano Chicano anarchism. So, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, we have some music by uh, the delinquents with um, "Gotta Go," and then we got with, uh, and then we got some uh, "Incubus" with um, uh, going on um, 1984. Alrighty, enjoy. Yeah, delinquents back up in this motherfucker for the nine five. Ripping up shit with brother Ansar El Muhammad, better known as the X. He's about to point us brothers in the right direction, so don't want y'all listen to him and learn a good lesson. And I'm out. A pig is a pig, that's what I said. The only good pig is a pig that's dead. A pig is a pig, that's what I said. The only good pig is a pig that's dead. When I was locked down, I studied their history. It don't appear to be a mystery to me, cause I can't see and I can't correctly. Sum up the role of a punk ass pig that's drove let patrol my ghetto. Looking for a brother like me. This shit started off back in slavery. When the black men are run for freedom, the pigs are hunting down. Feed they wife and kids. A pig is a pig, that's what I said. So it ain't no goddamn. 
black youth. I'ma call you a bunch of Uncle Tom Negroes. Cause you won't let me go. And you're locking up your people. White power in a black face, that's me, yo. Colonialism, not racism. But a product of capitalism. Even if you're black, I shoot you in the head. Cause the only good pig is a pig that's dead. Pig
say so much more is so much more than during with the sound turned off all right y'all well uh, we're back here uh this is kid palsy and you are uh, and you are tuning into the uh with the guest speaker uh Omar Ramirez again talking to us about uh Chicano Chicano anarchism or uh Chicanx anarchism we are reached uh at the ending of our show but este uh but, but before we go I mean Omar I mean what would you like to see um what types of results would you like to see um uh, for the future what would I like to see in the, in the near future oh uh, yes yes well I mean related to all this we see we see uprising uprisings going on some of them go under the uh the banner of you know, Occupy Wall Street. Others are distancing themselves, but uh, still going with uh, similar um, struggles, um, such as uh, decolonize um, uh, movements going on, like in New Mexico and, and other parts. And one of the things that um, I think, if we look at the root of the matter and the problem, the border constructs, uh, capitalism itself, and uh, so neocolonial nation states can only exist with these border constructs, the coercion of uh, capitalism. And I think that uh, the, the more we work at chipping away at these things, the more we can stop the end, endless um, deaths and uh, destruction going on at the uh, U.S.-Mexico uh, border and uh, work for autonomy, you know, permanent uh, autonomous zones and uh, eliminating uh, second or third class citizenship and uh, no citizenship, the targeting and uh, uh, deportation of uh, undocumented peoples or unauthorized workers. So we need to uh, smash smash the state, uh, smash control, and uh, and work for autonomy. And also recognizing ways to intersect and converge struggles of uh, race, gender, class, sexuality, ecology, etc. Yes, yes. Um, already, um, with that said, um, is I mean, if, if the listeners want to get, uh, if the listeners want to get a hold of you, um, to know more information um, um, about you, about the groups that you're involved in, about uh, if they want to read your work, um, how would they be able to get a hold of you? They can uh, they can email me at zapatalives at juno dot com. That's z a p a t a l i v e s at juno j u n o dot com. Alrighty, and um, is there is there any information as well as uh, to the uh, groups that you're a part of, like if they want to get more information about the uh, about your groups, how would they go about it? Oh, uh, for todo poder de pueblo, please call eight zero five tres aviso tres. That's eight zero five three a v i s o three. Alrighty, all right, pues. Um, sounds great. All right, pues, Omar. Well, I really appreciate you coming, th- uh, you know, coming through with the phone call and uh, with the interview. Thanks for sh- uh, sharing your uh, sharing your knowledge, and then uh, you know um, letting us know what's uh, what to you know to be aware and what's uh, and what's going on. And hopefully, our listeners are 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 definitely opening up their eyes and to to and to their conditions. You know, and um, so you know, so I really appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you, and uh, you know, uh, uh, keep up what you're doing, man. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll definitely you know. Uh, see you out there in, in the streets and, uh, you know, f- fighting alongside and, uh, you know, always chanting the things we chant and, and, uh, you know, and I'll say it here, you know, fuck the police. <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. Yes. I was going to say, um, a pig is a pig. That's what I said. The, the only good pig is a pig that, uh, is a pig that is dead. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Alrighty, well, with that, uh, this this is our uh, this is our show. If you would like to uh, email me, uh, please get a hold of me at kidpalsy uh, at yahoo.com. That's k i d p a l s y at yahoo.com. And uh, with that, I want to leave you, uh, you with this, uh, with another song uh, by Jimi Hendrix called um, the, um, "Machine Gun." Alrighty, I right, enjoy and please stay tuned for the next podcast. So peace and fuck the police. Happy New Year, first of all. Uh, hope you have about a million, or two million more of them. If we can get over this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd like to dedicate this one to uh, such a draggy scene that's going on. All the soldiers that are fighting in Chicago and 
Milwaukee and New York. Oh yes, and all the soldiers fighting in Vietnam. But they do a thing called machine gun.